Let's get weird. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Ghoul Friend Hour. I'm your host, your ghost host, Morgan Feza. And I'm your ghost that likes toast, Taylor Jones. And I'm the ghostest <laughs> with the mostest, Rachel Faust. And today we have do you want do you want to come up with a name, Rick? Do you want to shoot a name out there? I, I mean, at this point, we've we've got everything going off of uh, of ghost and host and toast and hey, I'm I'm Mr. Roast. There you so, go. I oh, like it, Mr. Roast. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Our guest today is Mr. Roast, um, also known as the fabulous Rick Garner. So Rick, I'm going to pass the torch to you, and we are going to let you introduce yourselves because you have a plethora of good stuff to share with us today. Uh, you already get bonus points for using that. Uh, the only other thing we have to work in is cornucopia. So if oh. we can have plethora and cornucopia used, <laughs> then it's solid. Yes, we, yes. We've covered, we've covered everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hey, I'm I'm Rick Garner, and uh, we go back to, oh my goodness, I, I guess it started in the um early 2000s uh basically we like to just say established 1999 because you know hey even prince has a song about it and you party <laughs> like it so it's might as well reference that um that's when basically a little bit of a, a journey began uh for for us and by us i mean uh darren dito uh, and i helped start this little product at the time called Unexplained. And it was on a local CBS affiliate in Jackson, Mississippi. That's where I was born and, and raised, uh, Mississippi kid, um, and then moved up to uh, the Maryland area in 2004 and been here ever since. But Mississippi will always be home. And obviously the South is full of stories. I, I think ghost stories are like a quintessential part of uh, a person's or a family's history because um, I've always looked at them as, you know, it's almost like a ghost story or an urban legend. It kind of begins with like a shred of truth, right? It's either it's about someone or it's about some place. And there's a fact, there's something that happened. Now, as any good stories like to do, they kind of grow and things get a little twisted and they get a little bigger than life over time, sometimes. But that's also why I think the South with yarns and stories, I mean, you know, stories can be told anywhere, but I just feel like, again, being a Southerner, uh, I just feel like we kind of have a corner market on those to, to some uh, degree anyway. But So um, can I interrupt you really quick? So absolutely, I'm just going to riff for an hour. So you just got to stop me. So <laughs> no, I have to, I wanted to do it before we like, cause I never know when we're going to kind of like change topics or anything. So when you sure. talk about ghosts and being a Southerner, right. I have to mm -hmm. ask this question because we have a favorite TikToker that has been teaching us a uh, Southern <laughs> vocabulary. Right. And so everybody has different vocabulary for ghosts, supernatural, you know, entities, what did you, your parents, grandparents, or aunts, uncles, whatever, did you guys call them ghosts, or did they have a different name? Oh, there's certainly, I think, Old South, the phrase hate uh, <gasps> used a bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh okay, I'm very excited so, about this. 
so so that's a thing i feel like that was a little bit more my grandparents type and then maybe further back i mean it's kind of one of those things you don't hear that phrase very often i also look at it as like hate and haunt really very similar so it's almost like where did that come about you know and why why was you know that even even a term but and I feel like there may have been some others, but I do do appreciate that one of my uh, one of my hosts for Unexplained, we ended up doing that for for four years at the TV station. You know, he he said, you know, basically, what's what's a Southern ghost say? Boo, y'all! And I was like, nice. <laughs> oh no, nice. that's fantastic. <laughs> Je- Jeff Rent, appreciate you, buddy. That's I'm sure your 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 joke for eternity. So. I love that though. I love that. Yeah. It's always fun to hear. Cause like you said, uh, every story starts somewhere and it's told differently. And, you know, we have at this point, you know, kind of going to cryptids, what, like 15 different versions of Bigfoot. And we have, mm-hmm. you know, a ton of different versions of Dogman. And the more that we kind of talk to people on here, we hear about these different versions. So I, I got kind of excited when you said, you know, hey, I'm Southern and ghosts are the epicenter of kind of our life. And we tell all these stories and I'm like, what do you call them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes I think you could have the term spook, which unfortunately would also, since we're talking about the South and Old South, can have a bit of a derogatory uh, term as well. But yes. I think, again, as words get twisted or used for different things over years, yeah. again, it was just kind of, I think it was just a very, again, think of it as like, you know, if something spooky, you know, yes. it's like, well, that's a spook, basically. It's something that's scary. Now, again, yeah. it can be twisted into something else. But it's just funny how you do have terms and some hang around and some devolve and disappear. But hate is always just a favorite one of mine. I, I don't know why. It's just, I guess, because you don't hear it that often. And it seems very Southern, too. I was just going to say that <laughs> hate for me, like it just has that um, certain <laughs> je ne sais quoi to it. It's like a like a Southern. It just has the twang in the word without having the twang. Nice. And extra bonus point, because I've never been on a paranormal show where basically je ne sais quoi is used, basically. So <laughs> I, feel, I feel like... Morgan's this, a fancy lady. This is a, this is a good vintage <laughs> show here, basically. So Yes, yes. We're, I think all of us, to some extent, right? We got a little bit of old soul born in the wrong time period here. Nice, nice. But yeah, so I mean, that's funny. I, I'm kind of glad that um, you did bring up... Uh, the term spook because my grandmother who was from wales that's what they called them overseas and so she you know she knows that i was always i mean she was very spiritual but we always like talk about them and she's like oh you know and she would say it, and i'm like you gotta be careful with that like when you know like we're talking about ghosts and stuff like that because it's not and she's like when did that happen and i'm like yep yep mm-hmm. so absolutely but it, it is it's cool to see how many different um cultures ethnicities call them different things so but yeah so continue on I'm sorry I digress I just I had to ask that um, and I'm super I was super elated with your response because that was fantastic oh hey no problems because I I expect we're going to be you know we're weaving we're (laughs) off-roading we're going down the interstate we're taking the scenic route. I expect all of it. So, oh, know. we're gonna ride the guardrail up the tree, over the tree, into the forest, and then back out onto the highway again. We're getting stupid up in here. Oh That's yes. 
<laughs> but tell us more. We want to know all the things. Sure, sure. So, so basically, I, I think you all can appreciate um, how uh, local TV. Now, my, my background is broadcast radio, broadcast TV, online. So it's it's a full uh, media smorgasbord, basically. But you know, if you think about local broadcast TV news, when it comes to around Halloween, it doesn't matter how big the city, how small, whatever, they always roll out the spooky little stories. They're about a half an inch deep, but they're all about the cheesy effects and, and it's just trying to tell a story. So for Darren and I, we're like, you know, why don't we actually take this a step further? Like at that time, like the only, um, the only shows that were really on was MTV's Fear, if y'all are even remotely yes. familiar with I that. remember that as a kid. Right? That is a nostalgic moment. That was a good show. Right? You know, I mean, the whole premise and everything, I mean, it could have been basically 90% fake, but it was just the whole idea that what they were doing and staging, and again, it was really more of an experiment in fear, basically, uh, and see what who, who might could survive and get the money at the end. <laughs> reality tv at its best who's getting the money but um it's only one dollar after all the taxes you know <laughs> exactly. yeah, spend a night in a haunted house and you know you get one dollar here's here's your shiny dollar thanks for, <laughs> thanks for playing but um so we had that and i think uh maybe a haunting which was on cable so it was very limited nothing like it is now where it is complete oversaturation, although I do feel it's kind of waned off a bit. I feel like we're on the downhill slide just a bit because some shows have canceled or, or whatever. But at that time, very little. And we're also like, why don't we just take this a step further? Why don't we do what we're trained to do as journalists? And let's touch the stories that, frankly, reporters weren't going to touch with a 10-foot pole. Because any credible journalist is not going to really like let's unpack what's going on here what what is what's actually happening you know and to look at it very skeptically because again most of the times it's like oh this is all fun it's not real whatever but Darren and I basically just branded it unexplained and then we would take um once a month five minutes which is also unheard of in a in a news block, basically, because that's why sh your reports are usually about 90 seconds. 60 to 90 seconds is about normal, but for a story to be five minutes is a whole block, and that's unheard of. But we had a wonderful, supportive uh, news director at the time, and so we did these. And so we looked at local ghost stories, UFOs, World War II conspiracy uh, anything that we basically could get our hands on. And that also led to us compiling those, the, the haunting stories, into a 30-minute special in 2001. Now, sidebar about that would be, if you think about history and something called September 11th, and also knowing how close Halloween is to that, we'd already basically finished working on this story. And so we had this dilemma. Like, you just had this ridiculously tragic event happen now do we really want to be talking about ghosts and death and things of that nature in a, in a half hour special we prepared so we kind of were sitting there talking it through and weighing it and it became the idea of like you know what everybody's been glued to their tvs just watching this over and over and these things un unfurl do this for a distraction do this for some normalcy 
do this because, hey, this is Halloween. Now, of course, a lot of people canceled events and all kinds of things across the country, but we rolled that out. And folks seem to appreciate uh, the special that we put together. And then we got a Southeast Regional Emmy out of it, too, basically. So wow, being able to to get that uh, award there was like that was that was pretty like, you know, confirmation that we'd done something uh, pretty cool. And so, you know, to kind of wrap up that segment of history a bit, you know, we we ended up doing that for four more. Uh, well, yeah, from 01 to about 2004. I was doing that. Did it? Uh, Darren moved on. Uh, did it with uh, two other hosts uh, for it. But we just kind of kept that type of cycle of every month having, uh, you know, a, a story that we worked on throughout the month, or you know, sometimes for longer to put it together. And that's where it started. And then, as with a lot of things, there was a break. <laughs> it's so you know everybody you know kind of did their own things, but it was the Hey, let's get the band get back together. Boy, it'd be cool <laughs> to get the band got together. You know, you know, kind of like you're almost like, hey, Scoob. You know, I mean, railroad <laughs> shaggy. I mean, can, can we get the, the the mystery van here basically rolling again? And Darren and I in 2018 basically put together a Kickstarter and decided to put it on YouTube, rebrand it from just unexplained, unexplained cases new logo, but same approach. Like we're reporters. So we're doing things, putting together content in a reporting, uh, you know, broadcast network type of style. And also looking at it skeptically, you know, telling a story, this all weaves back to the appreciation of stories is like, what's the story, but what's the investigative aspect of it too? Yeah. Uh, either we're working with people or we also picked up enough to be dangerous uh, about how to conduct investigations of our own. And at the same time, tried to find other stories. Because yeah. like you mentioned, cryptids, UFOs, there's certainly more than ghosts. But by golly, you can't throw a stone without hitting a ghost story, basically. So it's just like they're, they were bread and butter and easy to find. But uh, we rolled rolled that out then and have just been slowly going ever since. And I'll shut up because it's y'all show. I, I shouldn't be doing all the talking. So <laughs> no, no, no. That's listen. This, we're loving this and having you on. This is you know the kind of stuff we want to hear. And I think it's <laughs> it's exciting that you know you guys started this. You said ninety nine, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, even though you did take that little like hiatus there, you brought it back together and modernized it. And I think that's what's so neat about it is that like you bring um, that like nostalgia. Like I feel like I remember being younger, like in the 90s and I loved um, we had just done a podcast about this. Actually, it was a scariest, scariest places on earth. I always mess up the mm -hmm. name on uh, mm -hmm. ABC Family. Yep. And I felt like at Halloween, there was so much more um original tv shows original special they used to do like specials and i feel like you mm -hmm. don't see that as much mm -hmm. so like you guys it's nice to take that you know from the 90s bring it into you know 2018 to current and still bring that little piece of nostalgia with you know the modernization without losing that i guess is what i'm trying to say oh, um, absolutely so I think that's really neat. And I'm really excited, you know, to see what else you guys continue to do and evolve and all the cool investigations. Um, so 
I guess, tell us a little bit more about that. You know, the investigative side, like what goes into that? You know, what are your most like popular sources? Like when you're on a case, what is a typical case investigation case kind of when you're digging through it? What does that look like? Yeah, that that's it looks different, I think, every time. And, and like I said, you know, we if you, you know, to look at our YouTube channel, you know, there was also a moment, especially due to COVID, where we couldn't get out and get to stories. We decided to start streaming. So we ended up having two weekly um, Unexplained Cases Live and Unexplained Cases Medium because we were also were working with uh, Mer Miriam Faresh out of Los Angeles. She was part of the team at that time. And so, you know, that was also taking investigations a little different because what she was bringing to the table was the concept of remote viewing. And we can also uh, unpack that later if you'd like as well, because yeah. it was it was interesting. But at the same time, and, you know, some people can feel differently about this is like, I feel that one being a medium or a psychic is intuition. We all first off, we all have intuition. But the reality is, is that not all of us lean into it or understand it or process it or know how or want to. So if someone is really gifted in that and that's their their ability, then that's that's cool. And I think it's part of a tool like it's kind of like a tool to have on a team or in your proverbial uh, tool chest. But um, to rely on that is as dangerous to me as relying on like, here, I have a K2 meter and I'm going to walk into this house and oh my goodness, it's going off. There must be a ghost. You know, that's the the ignorance, unfortunately, and some content creators or, or teams even can lean into not understanding their equipment. So yeah. part of what something looks like, of course, is we have equipment, but it's partially knowing how to use it. And then the whole reason why there is equipment, I feel, is it helps make good TV, as they say. Because if you have a device and it's flashing or it's making noise, well, that's something to focus on. Yeah. But in reality, and you all may have experienced this too, I can go buy a house and I can be like, haunted <laughs> because it's and it's not just because oh it looks spooky it's just kind of like i feel like uh hey bro what you staring at basically i'm not i'm not mm, we good not messing with you you're fine <laughs> basically you know you, it's almost kind of like that cliche of someone standing at the window looking out i don't visually see that but yeah. th there are times where it's like mm, there's a story there and that's also part of the reality is there's stories all over the place so as far as a process, what I love to find is like, you know, if someone says, oh, there's this this thing happened and this and oh, people got freaked out or whatever. I'm like, OK, that's great. But yeah, I'll I'll pass on that. But if you have like, oh, there's this whole story, people have encountered things. Here's this. Maybe they attribute it to such and such. But is it such and such? uh this happened well this doesn't seem to even be related to it and you have all these things and it's like all right let's weave that into a story uh let's you know navigate that to how we've done journalism for for umpteen years but then let's either work with a group or an individual or if we have to let's do it ourselves and then let's switch it over to an investigation 
let's do the spirit box let's do the evps let's do the emfs and, and everything else and see what we get most shows as i think hopefully most people realize they may look like they just walked in there they take a whole week maybe two uh they have the budget and everything to do that and they're hanging out and what looks like oh they just came in and got all this one night it's like no that's actually woven together and that took a, about a week to have that or maybe that one major experience just happened to be one night of being there most of the time for us we're just going in one night and so what we get is what we get and yeah. a, a lot of content creators would be like oh, I didn't get anything, so I can't post this, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's actually part of investigating. You're going to not get something happen every single time because, you know, uh, hates are not basically trained monkeys and basically you're going to do whatever, you know, hey, look, there's somebody to perform. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, we live in that instant gratification world where it's right? like, oh, I need something right now. Mm -hmm. We have no attention span. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, Rachel, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just thinking <laughs> that. It's, it's kind of like, okay, okay, come on, uh, ghosties, where are you? I've been here for 15 minutes. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, that's that's almost like kind of the analogy of like, you, you know, you walked into someone's home, basically, and you're like thinking that they're going to be at your beck and call and feed of, of serving you. Now, you know, a good host would want to do, what do you need? What can I get you? Whatever. But, you know, you're going to come in and be like, hey, you know what? Bring me all the things. I'm coming into your place. You know, who does yeah. that? I always say that we are the shake and bake generation because nice. like there's no more of that, you know, traditional, that home cooking, that slow build, mm. that, you know, delicious mm -hmm. from scratch food. We're like, we're going to throw a chicken cutlet in a bag. We're going to shake this baby up and we're going to bake it because we need it in five minutes. And Morgan, I'm door dashing. Come on, girl. <laughs> right. Can See? we just, can we just digress very quickly so you can tell um, our fabulous, I'm trying to think of a fun name for you because I was going to say our no, I can't come up with something. I was gonna say our hate something, but can you tell <laughs> our hate? I need I need like a goofy because Mr. What Booker are we calling Mr. Roast? Mr. Roast, yeah. We yeah. need we need a better we need a better, Morgan, better nickname. But anyways, um, so what I was gonna say is, uh, can you tell Rick about your little Wawa incident? Ooh. Was it Wawa? Me when you brought the. <laughs> Okay, I this is like nothing about this is nothing she blocked about it out. So I confess last this year, about last year, my family's Thanksgiving, um, that everyone was supposed to bring something. I don't cook. I do the bare minimum, the bare minimum to be alive. Shake and, and bake, baby. And um Bobby. was still open <laughs> on Thanksgiving. So I door dashed a couple of those family sized that um mashed potatoes to my house I put them in a pot whipped them all up <laughs> made them hot and nobody ever knew until this year so wow. so I had I had to throw that in there because I'm like here like, we are oh, we're God. talking about instant gratification just quick and she's like oh I doordash I was like oh well you have to give salt rick now because yeah. so yeah so but yeah we definitely no one was any the wiser so it's yeah. fine you exactly. know everyone was Everyone's good. Until now, you, contribution. you spilled the tea last year and again. So I mean, <laughs> she just added herself to everybody now. So all the fans know she doesn't cook. 
It's right. fine. That's fine. Send me stuff. That's, that's <laughs> it's fine. No, DoorDash is very helpful. Just hey, we catered Thanksgiving this year and it was the best ever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing tastes better than when you don't have to cook it. I'm not going to lie because sometimes. And they're less calories that way too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we had to digress for that very quickly but out real fast it's fine you know we love you Rachel that's my favorite story it's okay because it's almost equivalent to you always talking about how I get hit by the car you know how that's your favorite story yeah I love that the mashed potatoes car I just love your storytelling of it though your storytelling of it is just what I love so (sighs) so anyways we're gonna skip past that well that's Mm. a story for another day Rick Hmm, I'm a little concerned, basically, if people are getting run over. Listen, right? listen, I am alive, cold, alive I'm and cold. well. I might be a little unhinged after the accident, but that's okay. I mean, eh, it's fine. unhinged, she's got, she's got corrected a couple. Yeah, I was say it might have corrected, a, added a couple brain cells. <laughs> oh, wow. That's <laughs> no, impressive. But, yeah, so, but, um, yeah, so, you know, I do get what you're saying, and I think it's important to say that on the podcast because, we do live in an age where now that social media is just so readily available. Um, one of the things that I often say in our podcast episodes when we are interviewing people is, you know, education is so important. There's a lot of people and one thing and everybody who listens to this podcast knows that it is it is a pet peeve of mine. I don't like dabbling. Mm-hmm. I think dabbling is so dangerous. And I think that if you have a podcast or you have a forum or any kind of platform, especially in the paranormal community, you need to be able to tell people like, this isn't instant gratification. This isn't to be disrespectful and go in and start making demands like spirits, paranormal, whatever it is, they're just like us and to treat them with respect. And, you know, you wouldn't just walk into some, like you said, we won't just walk into somebody's house and be like, Hey, do, do a flip, do a cartwheel. Like, <laughs> You'd right. be like, you'd sit down, you'd warm up a little bit. So, you know, if there's, I guess if there's one thing we can say, maybe don't be shake and bake. Exactly. Don't be, be Ricky low Bob- and slow. Be a nice crock pot simmer. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ricky Bobby's awesome basically, but it's like, come on, you wouldn't want him doing an investigation. No. You know, I mean. <laughs> Not on fire. I'm on fire. <laughs> you know, I mean, of course I'm a, I'm a Will Ferrell fan and that's, that's classic Ferrell basically, but you know. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Will Ferrell is, he's the GOAT for sure. He is the OG. <laughs> I don't think, um, anytime we watch any of his stuff, I always say to my husband, I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell him like in person, like serious or everybody says that he like never steps out of skit. And I would be like, how do you not laugh around him? How right? do you know what he's being serious? <laughs> how could you have a serious conversation? You know, mm-hmm. of course, then that's usually a problem with me, basically. If someone's having a serious conversation, it can only go so long before I got to lighten the mood, basically. You know, we're going to throw in something. And You know, I always get stressed out when we're making podcast episodes. And Rachel and Taylor can attest to this because I can't go probably more than five minutes without cracking a little jokey joke or like sarcasm. And then I'm like, I have to remind myself, I'm like, this is like a serious, like this is a true crime episode. Like I probably shouldn't be joking about like somebody mm-hmm. like murdering their parents. Like that's terrible. Like it's like, I'm not joking about that, but I joke to lighten the mood. So I'm glad that you kind of get that. Cause like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's where in that type of situation, you wouldn't want to use the phrase like, Hey, you're killing it. Yeah. Oh, or you mean like how what last did, episode? What did she with say? The I, knew she, I knew you were going to bring it up. Last episode we were talking about, uh, Zach and Addy case and apparently the the girl got 
baked and so morgan was like oh yeah they have like a whole what did, what did they call it um, a shrine a shrine or like an offering and, yeah and she was like you know it'd be really nice if like people instead of leaving like liquor and something. stuff yeah you know baker or pie or i said like baked goods realized. and i was like yeah i was like maybe oh, morgan, that was an bake- i my intentions were well. That wasn't a that wasn't an actual jokey joke. That was like yes. I caught myself. I was like, oh. See that? Yeah, that's one of those moments when you're yes, you're you're over here, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this soul food tastes great. Let me take my foot out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but so I have to ask. Um, now that we've kind of talked about like processes and things like that, and kind of I know you said it looks different for everyone. Since you're from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Did you go to Florence, Mississippi? I saw mm-hmm. to the house in between. Yes. So I love Brad, Alice, and John. They are wonderful people. Um, yes. And I'm glad that, like, you, because I think it was just recent that you went, not too long mm-hmm. ago, right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about that, because I'm dying to hear, you know, just from somebody else who just recently went, what that was like, what you experienced. Mm-hmm. Well, the the nice thing is too is is like going back to those documentaries. Um, you know, knowing uh, the 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 Welptons there basically who who put it together, um, you know, who who directed it and did the cinematography uh, and edited it. You know, they're fabulous. I I've haven't you know actually it's one of those to where met through the screen you know yeah. virtual kind of thing. Um, so a lot of respect there and props for their work. Um, everyone else on there, you know, hadn't actually met. So I hadn't met Miss Alice in person, but it's so funny. Again, she was, when we were doing the live shows, had her as a guest and that's how, um, there was the connection between us. The real connection goes back even a little bit further in the fact that Darren was the first reporter that she spoke to. Really? Or as history, she had basically just had and processed the experience that drove her out of the house when she finally, I think, got to a point to where it's like someone I think even suggested. Now, this was, if I'm timing wise, this was after he had left, but he came back to Mississippi. And so he was actually at our ABC affiliate there. And they were like, hey, you know, you should you should call Darren Dito basically about this because he, you know, he used to do all these shows on, on this. He'd be perfect to investigate. So the fact that uh, it, it was unfortunately it was a two part episode and I only have part one and I still want to find part two. And and he's been looking for it forever. And I have, too. And I'm like, I'm I refuse to, you know, have defeat on that basically to find don't it. give up. Don't give up. <laughs> no, no, because, you know, because when you least expect it, when you're not looking, that's when it's like suddenly, ah, peer to peer. But so, so it was so funny, basically, to go over there. And there's a, another friend, Beth Miller, um, who lives in town. And she's also been over to the house a few times. And I knew her basically from, from working at the CBS affiliate. Um, Beth was meeting me there. But it was just kind of like, I was just family basically, you know, and walking into the house, it wasn't intimidating. It wasn't freaky. It wasn't anything. And I mean, granted, there's a little familiarity because it's like, you know, I've seen the reports, seen the documentaries, but I also go off a of feeling. And I was like, this just feels like, this is this kind of like grandma's house. 
You know, I mean, this just feels like it's just it's just warm and cozy. It's comfortable. And and as we sat around and we talked and this is another little I haven't quite decided if it's going to be like a little short or some episodes or, or whatever of it. Uh, you know, again, I've got this. There's a lot of cases that are under development at this point, basically, this being one of them. But to to talk to her and she is as down you know who you see on that is is totally her i mean she's a 100 percent transparent basically she is and the sweetest little dumpling i just have to say that i love her that uh, that is a perfect description basically <laughs> every everything you see is her 100 percent, and she would just you know do anything for you and you know and even at one point she said you're family now and i'm just like oh um but to to sit in there and to interview her and to kind of walk around or whatever i mean there wasn't obviously again i wasn't expecting anything you know i mean i think again you think about a house like this it's also under surveillance uh in essence basically uh, brad cooney's got it all wired and everything like that <laughs> constantly recording stuff you're like thinking well will something happen or won't it um there were some moments that were interesting uh, to to go ahead and, and reveal those would be as we're talking, you know, houses settle, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and it doesn't really matter. I think maybe if it's older and also it depends on where you're at, there's heat, there's cold. There's a lot of reasons why a house is going to pop or settle. That's a sound. When you basically hear something that is the equivalent of someone taking this part of their fist and going on a wall, I have a hard time, me being skeptical reporter brain, basically saying, that's not a house settling. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, and then to actually get that recorded was also the next level of awesome, because then you you can hear something with your ears, doesn't mean it gets recorded, vice versa something could happen you don't know it and it's recorded but this was loud enough and also to get people's reactions it's like okay perfect that's what we call nice evidence we're going to put that over here um but the only room in the house that was sus was basically oh, brownie points for you brownie points for you i like it sus. he emphasis on the sus hey hey well you know i i can talk the kids lingo um <laughs> I, I still don't understand some of the lingo my god it's like no cap and i'm like i don't know what you're saying Wait, see, cap for what what bottle see, <laughs> and apparently that's no longer a thing because i dropped that around my uh teenage daughter and she's in college now uh almost 20 and she was like nobody says that and I'm oh like, thank god i'm this... thinking caps i'm thinking like little cap guns or like the little, little like i don't do. think of like caps oh no, the little yeah. kids no still cap. say it you see and and basically like i think they still even floss and that is like a carnal sin basically for someone to be flossing basically it's just like just don't just stop you know i, 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 I look like i'm putting on the ritz i don't even look like i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like i'm flossing <laughs> my dad pulled out the other day what is riz and we were like oh my god oh my see god, i can't see, i saw a third grader do that the other day and i was like what what do you why and go then, and then, touch some grass and then when did something become drip basically it's just kind of like you know it's just know. like i know what what is what so so we we digress into to all of these <laughs> wonderful lingos here but but this bedroom was so sus because all this warm fuzzy basically and this is the bottom uh bedroom not to be confused with the uh oh 
Well, now hold on a second, because this is where I was about to say not to be confused to be the one that she had her experience in. And I think that's actually the top one. The top Unless... one is where she had her, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the top one, that's where it, it happened, basically, I, I believe. Unless, unless I'm getting it backwards. You know, this is where I had to go back to the tape, please. Can we roll this? <laughs> um, but I walked into there and I was like, okay, are we cool? Again, it's kind of like that whole totally different vibe. Like I walked in on someone and they basically were like, um, you're not supposed to be here. Now, okay. compared to the experiences of other people, and again, documenting all this was was quite cool, of folks who've been there and there's like a gentleman in like, a, not a top hat uh, to a degree, but kind of something along those lines. Um, that folks see and they kind of get this feeling of like kind of a little judgy, kind of kind of like giving you the the once over, basically. Yeah, like I'm that's cool. Sure. You can judge me too. Me too, yeah. my guys. Right, right. You know, and, <laughs> and 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 he's like the only one that fits into that category. Other to other people are you know seem to be chill, but it also still goes to this idea that it kind of leans toward there being a portal there. Yeah. Again, that's one of the uh, all of this is open to debate and dissecting and, and discussion but it certainly makes sense if there was one in the in the ability to where that's how you have some entities that come and stay some pass through sometimes you have something positive sometimes you have something negative you know i mean that all can lead credits at least logically yeah. wrapping your brain around it um, but it was just, again, nice visit, uh, went through, you know, and typically that's also part of the process is like after I go through uh, something like that, even though that was mostly a visit with just a little bit of, hey, let me get an interview and, you know, let's sit down and, and record some things and, and check it out. But to have the, you know, uh, the EVP, the K2 basically responding in ways that were interesting intriguing not really expected to have the bump on the wall to have the sensations basically um to have there was a um kind of an organ an electric organ that was responding in a way that it shouldn't as in like an electrical noise to where again and this is where this is why you have to look at everything rationally. It's like the real way to investigate that would be okay. I get it. You're saying it it doesn't normally do that. It's responding conveniently to questions. You know, you're having a sound interaction at times, but you'd honestly have to take something apart. Like, is that a short? You know, I mean, that's that's the due diligence part of of something. It's like you can catch that and you can be like, oh, this is evidence. But it's like, yeah, take someone's experience, take all that. But then, you know, that's where if you have like someone like John or Brad, you know, they're going to come behind and they're going to be like, okay, let's just kind of break this apart. You know, yeah. let's, let's, let's peel this onion back. And then if we end up being like, can't explain it, then I'm like, okay, now you have some legitimate evidence. Otherwise, it could be something very uh, normal as opposed to paranormal. Yeah, absolutely. So um, two questions that kind of followed that up, just because I'm interested to just get different um, views on it. 
as far as like one of the things that I've commonly found um, when I've talked to people about the house in between one and two, it's everybody knows it's one of my favorite documentaries. Um, it, I've heard a lot from Sam Baltrusis, John, Brad, um, people who have YouTube videos, investigators, they've all said the same thing that when the shift between night and day happens, that there seems to be a major shift in the energy and the way that the house feels. Were you there at nighttime? No, this was just during the day. Okay. And so, you know, and that was, that was a bit intentional in the sense that, you know, that was the only time I was going to be able to visit. But okay. then I also wanted to be sure and do that because that's another thing, again, what looks good for TV is yeah. <laughs> basically it's dark, you know, yeah. it's spooky, it's creepy. You can't really see. And there's all like this. And I, you know, being a creator, I, I get it. But if I've always, you know, vehemently said is like, if something, if there's really something going on somewhere, it will be going on all throughout the day to Good that point. point there certainly can be moments where there are energy shifts. There certainly can be moments where things get ramped up and then they may go down. They may go completely quiet, but the reality is it's, it's kind of, it's ebbs and flows all the time, basically. And, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of if you can hang out long enough and see what happens. Yeah. Um. So my <laughs> second, my second question to kind of follow that up, um, Another thing that I've always liked to ask on here, because as we know in the paranormal world, energy is very relevant to everything when it comes to, you know, that category. Um, I have this theory that, you know, people's energy. So, like, if I go to talk to, like, Rachel or Taylor, right, I have a positive interaction with Taylor. You know, she has a positive interaction with me. It amps up the conversation. You have a good experience, right? But if mm -hmm. I go to Rachel and I'm like, Rachel, like, and I'm, like, negative and <laughs> mean, Rachel's going to be like, oh, I don't like Rachel. this. And, you know, and it's all about that energy and creating that environment. So, And then Rachel's going to cut you. <laughs> she can cut me. She's going to, she's going to, not no cap, she's going to pop a cap. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, you know, I, I like to think sometimes too, like I have this theory of, I do think that certain um, hotspots for paranormal activity, thinking that certain people that walk in there, especially if they are more intuitive, they are more sensitive, more um, spiritually inclined, will tend to, I guess, kick the dust up per se. And so I want to know how you feel about that, you know, that theory. And if you think that there's some sense to that, like if you have noticed on your investigations, if you have somebody that kind of is going in there as like a skeptic and is kind of just neither here nor there, and maybe is kind of having, um, you know, like a, not the greatest encounter, but then you have somebody who maybe is, they obviously with fear, it sometimes can feed off here. But if you have somebody that goes in there as more open-minded, more spiritually inclined, you tend to see more activity, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I I, I get it totally. I I think that's where to me a little bit of this answer is is on process. And like, you know, everyone kind of has a different process that they go into something. For us, 
it's like the first requirement is, you know, we're going to basically pray before going into a situation. Okay. You know, basically, so, you know, for us based being Christ followers, you know, our whole focus is going to be on protection and not having, you know, any interaction with anything we don't need to, to mm -hmm. have warrior angels about us and also praying when we leave to indicate, hey, like, you know, nothing is allowed to follow us. The reason that I feel that that's quite important, and again, some if if you're you know not not of faith, you you have another process. It's important to follow it because if you just walk into a situation, it's frankly almost as dangerous as basically just walking down a street and being like, "Hey, I'm just going to go inside this house." Now you might be uh, met with someone going like. Hey, well, you know, you seem cool. Come in. We're having a party. Or you could get <laughs> shot. So, and probably leaning a little bit more to the you're trespassing, I don't know you, what you're about to do kind of thing. Apps will be popped. It, exactly. <laughs> there, will, there will be no cap or plenty of caps or there will be dripping. It will be blood. Yeah, lots of dripping. So, <laughs> so just saying, but it's kind of the idea of like, if you're prepared, then it's kind of like we were also not too long ago, um, Mike Chen, who's, who's part of our group and I were at a location and we, uh, I, I think a bit of us kind of like, even though we had prepared, we weren't quite in the right headspace. You know, there was, you know, there was some frustration. And I think as it went along, basically, it was kind of like, well, you know, you're not finding much and that added to it. So again, it's like, and that's where it doesn't matter how long you've done something or how professional you are or whatever, you know, everybody is human, you're going to make mistakes. But I think what's important is to realize, okay, hold on a second, you know, reset, walk, go take a walk go, you know, whatever, deep breaths, you know, cleanse yourself basically. And let's, let's go back into this that can apply to anything in life, because if you don't have a proper mindset, then yeah, everything's going to be poor or it's nothing unlike using the analogies you had earlier would be, you know, if you walk in and maybe you're trying to hide it, but you're in a foul mood or maybe you're just hurting basically Someone else who, as long as they at least know you, at least like even on a coworker type of level, if they're around you enough, they're going to be like, you know, hey, you okay? You know, what, what's going on basically? Because yeah. the vibes that are being given off are, are pretty evident. And so I think that could still apply in investigation situations very easily. Okay. Okay, cool. And I, I think that was a fabulous answer because it's just, I just feel like energy is talked about so much. Mm -hmm. And I'm always curious as to like, how influential do in investigators actually see, you know, themselves as the energy in the room influencing kind of what's going on and amongst themselves? Because you hear about um, multiple people that I've interviewed, you hear about these instances where they have fighting kind of starts among the team or like they go to a certain location and maybe the vibe just isn't quite right. And it, people start to change or there's bickering or, you know, or sometimes they walk in somewhere and it's a great vibe and mm -hmm. it's full of activity, but it almost like, I guess what I'm trying to say is both vibes that kind of come to the table, they can either make a negative experience or a positive experience. And I just wonder how influential is our energy to that reaction. 
Well, you could even get, take that further. And again, this is why all of this is trying to get a little understanding of it is what, what if some, at least some, I would say all, but what if some things that happen are directly because of us? True. You know, because because to me, I think it's very interesting, especially let's just use a spirit box as an example. Mm -hmm. Something I get, you know, what it's doing now, not a fan of apps, basically. Everyone may feel a little bit different than that. I have a, a bunch of skepticism about something that's on a device <clears throat> that, yes, it has some tools and it's, you know, it's basically what we never use it for. It's a phone. But, you know. Some people would say, oh, I've gotten great results or whatever. And I'm like, well, okay. But if you have something and it's truly designed, it's radio, you're looking for the static. But again, all of this is a bit subjective. But if you're honestly, let's say you ask a question and you're thinking of, in essence, I'm thinking of an answer, or would it be cool if it was this answer? And then that comes across. Now, was that, was that me? You know, it's considering things are so subjective, I don't think that one could completely rule that out as a possibility, because to me, that's no crazier than basically saying a spirit is talking through that device. Uh, I mean, true, true. That was voice. very Mr. Miyagi of you. You got uh, deep on me there. I was like, okay, uh, all right. I saw a fly and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going I mean, with old sense. school Miyagi. But yeah, no, I like it though. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because you know, a voice requires, you know, there's there's vocal cords, there's air, there's stuff that's going on. And yet, you know, if a voice is coming through, then what is producing that, if not some form of thought or whatever? So I mean, and that's where this it's all gets into, you know, when you have these type of devices, it gets very subjective into what is actually going on. But to to that point even further is just like i completely disagree with uh, like some teams basically might come into a situation you talked about earlier about you know stirring things up um if someone came in there with the whole idea of like i'm gonna just piss everybody off basically i you know i'm gonna be running around and screaming and making a fool and cursing and doing all this and and i'm like Okay, well, then, yeah, there is the concept of you, you know, there's the the physics, basically, of uh, what you're putting out, you're going to get an equal reaction back. So if you're going to go into a situation putting out a bunch of negativity, don't be shocked when you get it back. But at the mm -hmm. same time, that's playing with fire. You don't know, basically, what you're riling up at that point to do that. Which then gets into the things of where I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of, of Ouija boards. I, uh, you read my mind. That was so crazy because that was my next question. I was going to ask you, I don't know what's going on, but you definitely just broke into my brain for a second. Because I've literally been sitting here and I'm like, don't forget your question. And like you just asked there, it. Okay? You know, you it's need to clean up a little bit. Listen, I told Rachel and Taylor, I'm like, if you were to go inside my brain, it's like a dark castle with like lots of lightning and thunder, like one of those theatrical scary Legit. movies, you know? Nice. Legit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I was going to ask you about like how hot take, how you feel about certain divination tools, like what you would advise people to absolutely 100% stay away from and things that you can use with caution respectfully or that maybe you use on investigations that are reliable. 
Yeah, I mean, our typical set, uh, you know, we've got K2, Spirit Box. Um, our, our focus a lot of times is on, uh, you know, EVPs, which, of course, that can be done, quite frankly, with a phone. You could have a recorder. It can also be on, you know, a video recorder as well. Any of these devices that record audio work just fine. Um uh, FLIR, uh, I have that. So if you're, again, whether that's a full spectrum uh, What's camera. that? I've never heard of that. FLIR? So FLIR would be if you're, um, there's actually, a, you could have like a full camera, and I'm sure you've seen them where it's looking for hot and cold, basically. Yes. It's where a lot of times yeah. it's orange or blue is a lot of times the color. But there's actually a small version you can tap to your uh, phone. It's called the FLIR 1. Uh, and so, you know, for us, a lot of the stuff we shoot off of is just our iPhones, basically, because you can get 4K video off of that and it's convenient and put it in the rig. You got lights and, and mics and that's how we, we operate. But in that case, you can attach that on there. Again, your concept there is, are you, are you finding something that's hot that shouldn't be necessarily hot or something that's cold that shouldn't necessarily be cold? Um, but you, you have to go through, you know, go through all the, the questions basically with, with anything, but when it comes to Ouija boards, now a lot of people would say like, Hey, it's, it's just, it's just a game and, you know, it's, uh, you know, Hasbro or whatever, uh, sells them, but it's like, to me, I'll always tell people like this. It's like, yeah, is it cardboard and a plastic planchette? Yes. But what are you actually doing there? You are having or you are allowing something, someone, to guide your hand. It's the intention, right? That's that's my real problem about it, is you are having something. There is the intention uh, of, of when you're going into something, and I say that that's also a very key to this too, is what is your intent? You know, what, what you're going into something, is your intent to help someone? Is your intent to find something? Or is your intent just to be like, hey, I'm looking for some ghosts. It's going to be cool. <laughs> stop it. Just stop. Just don't do not do that. And don't run around screaming like it's just, you know, the scariest thing that you've seen all day because that's, that's tiring. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, if you're going to call yourself something, be a professional. But when you have these things, you, you, the intent is usually not well thought out. And then plus physical contact. That's usually why like, I, I like a device, you know, some people say, well, how is any of this other, these tools different? It's all the same thing. Like, again, what is your intent? But also, I prefer to put a device, like, say, even a K2 meter away from me. Like, a, there's sometimes I'm holding it, but I'm also holding it at the very bottom. Because my idea is, if you're, you're going to react, it's kind of like, I don't know someone. Now, I'm, I consider myself a huggy-feely person, basically. So if someone will let me, basically, yeah, I'll give you a hug. And, but at the same time, you don't know who wants to give you a hug. So, yeah. Trust <laughs> me, I hug everybody. Even if they don't want it. Taylor. <laughs> That's the spray bottle. That's the imaginary spray bottle. Wait, wait a minute. So I'm sort free of hugs. Uh, uh, free hugs down there. So you get a free hug shirt. <laughs> See, you could you could be the one with the shirt standing out on the corner, basically someone videoing you, right? Yeah. So 
So I think you should. That's, that's and then the I'm going to be the, gonna be the crazy together. lady in the white van that like pulls her in through a back door. <laughs> and I'm like, get off the street. Hey, if you have candy, so... I'm not going to say no. Okay. <laughs> I like candy. She Taylor needs to watch the hey, don't touch me there. That is my no no square video. Like the stranger danger. <laughs> hmm. Let's oh see. Lord. See, actually, uh Tay Tay is basically the one who's most likely to uh you know disappear here, basically. So you've you've received a new mm -hmm, Yeah, sticker. you may be an unexplained case, Taylor. Taylor, we're not yeah. doing an episode on you. Right? Our oh, next right. team bonding it's activity. It's for science. Oh, it's for science, science she says. No, it's, we're doing a team bonding activity that's strictly self-defense and like safety <laughs> stranger <laughs> danger, Taylor. You two are now officially responsible for takes. So I mean <laughs> You're getting oh, a backpack leash. <laughs> Taylor is literally getting a backpack leash. Wait, you no, know, because that's actually so quick story. Me and my sister two summers ago went down to visit my aunt and we were driving from New Jersey down to West Virginia. And along the way, we were in like kind of slow traffic. And so this big trucker guy comes up next to us. He's driving over whatever. And all of a sudden he looks at me and he waves. And so me being me, I'm like, and my sister goes, what the hell is wrong with you? He wasn't following behind us, but he ended up like he kept trying to pull forward and like be up next to us because he was so excited. I'm like, he just looks like an old man that probably hasn't been home to see his wife in a while. So I just made his day. And she goes, no, now we're going to get kidnapped because you. And I said, I'm Taylor, have you seen Joyride? That's how my brain works. You know what? I'm still I'm here. Like, am I not? Serial killer. <laughs> he, he looked like a sweet old man to me. Okay. No, hey. no, like hate at all. So, I love, yeah. I love our truck drivers. I think you guys are fabulous men and women. Yes. But I've seen enough horror movies about what is it? Is it um hostile? No, not hostile. What's that one I'm thinking? Is Joyride? And then there's another one with a trucker where he tears the guy apart. But don't let that be you, Taylor. That's yeah. that's yeah. the. I won't. That's why I always have somebody with me. Oh, yeah, see, that's good. See, that way you can be your genuine self. But yeah. then you always have some backup. So exactly. that's that's good. So don't go changing. Don't don't make them change you, Tay. Thank Come you. on. <laughs> Rick, this is this <laughs> task. Yes. I'm enabling her, aren't I? Mm. Just a little bit, you bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. So um yeah, so we were talking about the Ouija board. So on a mm -hmm. scale of one to one to hate, hate, hate absolutely hate <laughs> what what is your score wow so on a scale to hate 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 to hate basically uh I, absolutely I, I mean, loathe i mean <laughs> i mean, I, mean that, I, I feel like we're going to grinch here and loathe <laughs> so I, I mean to me it's like uh, my answer to that would be um that's just why i won't even film anybody using that you know, so so put that into your you know ranking as you want. It's like we're not going to okay. use it. I don't want to film anybody using it. It's just like no, you know, yeah. and and it's in the same category of like if somebody's going to try to be you know like oh we're going to come in here and, and conjure type of thing. I mean it's kind of like even even a seance to me. Even that whole thing, it just feels weird, you know. And again, to me, I think it's your intent. And like if our intent is always basically to that's why, you know, our whole statement is preserving history by documenting the strange, paranormal, and unexplained. And the reason yeah. that that's our mission statement and the very first thing is to preserve history. So, so often stories disappear. 
people pass away yeah they may have told the story a thousand times but if no one recorded it then it's just left in people's memories until until they're gone so if we can actually record enough individuals and interview them and say like you know what's your experience that's the thing is a lot of people have crazy experiences but don't want to talk about them because they feel like they're going to be judged yeah and yeah a lot of times it's I'm kind of like I've heard some stories I'm like did you experience that? Did you? <laughs> I, I mean, it's I'm I'm saying it in my head because again, we're human, and so it's yeah. too, it's too easy to be like, okay, that is too crazy for me to process. But if a person is like, listen, this legitimately happened to me. They're not pulling our legs. They're not trying to sell us a line of bull. But this is what happened. Well, now it's captured, and then I have to respect it just as equally as if some people are like, hey, could you not show my face? Or, hey, could you change my voice? And I'm like, I'm fine with that because everybody's level of comfort, they may want to be anonymous, but at least yeah. it's like, I got your story. You yeah. Know, it's, it's now recorded, it's documented, it's not going to go anywhere. And then if we can find something to collaborate that, Ideally, with more than just one tool, because again, if yeah, if an if a K two meter goes off, but you don't have anything else that you're working with, that's just one tool. You know, it's it's better if it's like, okay, what are my feelings? What is this device? What is this device? What is that person feeling or seeing? Basically, put it all together, and then you can have something that's scientifically curious. Oh, I like the eyebrow lift there. Hey, you know, that's a little Spock, basically, you know, so, you know, so I'm going to do, I'm going to do my dirty little raccoon hands because I'm getting oh, excited because I want to ask you <laughs> my little, um, I want to ask you I about, being, I think you're being judged down here, but that's okay. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But I, um, I want to get into like the nitty gritty, like ghost stories and some spooky mm. things yes oh, okay coon hands are going so <laughs> you know what so tell start, us start a fire with those yeah start things. a little start a little flame <laughs> get a little flame going um i want to kind of dive into some of your experiences on your investigations you maybe like from we'll just dive right in go scariest first and then maybe some ones that just like caught you off guard you know whatever your um i guess most memorable investigations or stories that you have for us that you want to kind of just share sure um you know i've i've been asked that a multitude of times basically like you know what's your scariest because i think that's the the natural is you know everybody everybody enjoys being scared and of course you know a lot of this stuff is like oh there must have been something that happened I think, you know, the first thing that I think about, and then I'll compare that to to another story. So this would have been in, uh, you know, unexplained, the, the original territory. And this would have been one of our first stories that we were, um, talk about how things and times are different. So Meridian, Mississippi basically sits close to the border of Mississippi and Alabama. It's, you know, kind of easternmost city. And there's a mansion there, an antebellum type of mansion. It's called Mary Hope. Now, there comes a lot of nice street cred when you work for a TV station, basically. You can kind of basically walk up and no one's going to question anything and they appreciate stuff and everything because they've, you know, they watch the channel and all. And so for, in our case, it was Darren and myself and a, a photog, a photographer. Um, and so we were there to have the pleasure of staying the night now in today's world 
the only way that that would happen is we would have had to, and I don't even know if being a TV station would have made a difference. It might, but most, uh, you know, groups are having to pay hundreds, you know, or over a thousand or whatever, basically, because now it's, you know, kind of lucrative to, to do that, which I respect if that type of money is also helping the property. Like if it's, if it's a means to help like an old property, like, you know, repair it and stuff like that, I get it. If it's basically just doing it for some extra coin and taking advantage of people, it's like, well, now you're getting into those shady areas. But in this case, the people who used, uh, who worked at Mary Hope, who, you know, gift shop, you know, it was for tours. It was a tour home. I like to call it basically your kind of your quintessential little old ladies. Um, they didn't stay after closing. Like basically when it got to be five o'clock, they were done. And being there at night, no, not even something they were interested in. So we were given the keys and they were like, bye. Again, something that normally wouldn't happen because you're like, hey, partay. We got the whole place here. We <laughs> oh, work for a TV station. We got to gotta be nice. So in part of that, kind of checking it up and getting set up, I remember we had like an EMF uh, meter and you know, uh, it's, 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 it kind of like talk about two, uh, grown men basically kind of running away because this photog and I basically were kind of checking out stuff and I had it and I basically like put it into like a closet type of area, basically just was like kind of doing a preliminary check in it. And again, this was early on. So I'm going to say that this was, you know, kind of like, you know, being a noob here, basically. This thing went off loud and obnoxious in a way that I nor Rob, the photographer, expected it. And as we like to say, we ran like little schoolgirls, basically. Uh, I don't know how far. Uh, and it was just like, Okay, why did that scare us? What what just happened here basically? You know, it was it was almost like you could kind of think of uh Shaggy and Scooby and the legs spinning basically. Your legs are just flying <laughs> rampantly. Uh, you, you know? And, and and so we we did that in in this like, okay, you know, we'll never speak of this again. Of course, I've told this on multiple, you know, podcasts since then. So but it's it's fine. Rob, Rob's okay <laughs> with it. He got out of therapy. But we, we had that happen. <laughs> But then also that is a memory too of, you know, again, it wasn't scary in the moment. Looking back, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't a little more alarming because, you know, we ended up dozing off at one point, the three of us in kind of like the living room area. And I, I wake up because uh, I, I recall me waking up, but I wasn't conscious enough to hear Darren, um, uh, I, 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 I responded to, no, 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 hold a second. So it was actually Rob and, and Darren basically. Cause yeah, I was remembering correctly that I wasn't totally awake, but was hearing on the video, this like sounding like someone was just slapping the walls. It was like, bah, 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 bah. and Rob was like, like, what was that? And Darren was like, yeah, that's what woke me up oh. now. I woke up kind of hearing them talking, may have dozed off. I don't remember after that, but didn't hear that, you know? So it's kind of funny that it was almost as if that moment where 
maybe in a dream state you think that you heard something or was it you know was it a sound in your head that woke you up or whatever clearly they were hearing something but again were they were we all hearing kind of like the in your head because it's like you know when we were conscious there wasn't anything going on yeah but what was definitely alarming and it's one of those classic good tv moments to to have because i had a field camera which you know we're talking about late 90s here not like today where you know you could have cameras and camcorders that are like this or heck the fact that your phone is only yay big is is a fully functional camera but this this guy was something that you could basically do curls with you oh, know, we're talking scream cameraman <laughs> so, what was yes. his name danny yeah, so we're we're talking about the field cameras where you know you're lugging it and they're adjusting the lens that type of size. So I have that and it's got an external mic on it, but I'm following Darren and I have just a little bit of light because this one was an older one and it wasn't like you know fully. I would, I had didn't have it fully prepared for like a production moment to have good solid sound and enough light, but it was enough to get this job done here at this moment. And we both start hearing what sounds like someone walking on the roof. Now, we're on, this was, I know it was two stories. I want to say that it was three, if, if memory serving. But regardless, let's even just say it was two stories. And it had a flat roof that had gravel on it, like you know, a lot of, especially old, old houses had. And so there is this... <laughs> And to me, to be able to hear that, even though, of course, you know, you're talking about the ceiling right there, you know, you'd have have the roof on top. We're sitting there and I'm getting that classic moment of, of zooming in because he's like, you know, listen to this. Now, the, again, unfortunately, the mic wasn't good enough to be able to pick up that. But we were hearing it. And he's like, dude, you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like someone's walking on the roof. Because I have a distinct memory of if someone was in boots and walking, because it wasn't an animal, and we go outside and look, and it's like, well, how could anybody even get up there, basically? There's no way that we could find, so it wasn't like someone was trying to play a prank on us. No one even knew that we were going to be there that night, except for like our newsroom. And so it was just that kind of type of moment to where that's surprising. Scary, not necessarily, but definitely like, especially early on, that was like, well, now this is kind of weird, you know, add to that, we review the footage afterwards. And this was classic, you know, paranormal investigation stuff, because while we were out of the house, the equipment that we left rolling again, kind of same camera, I just like turn it on. We went down to get some snacks and whatever at a, at a gas station. So we were only gone like maybe 30 minutes, but while we were out of the house, there's, you know, different things recording. There's knocks next to uh, recorders. There is clearly what sounds like about three different times a door slam. It's like, I can't describe it any other way, but a slamming door. Was anything weird when we got back? No, but all this stuff happened while we weren't actually in the house. Wow. You're putting on a show. Yes, it's just <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, oh, y'all are cute, basically, but get out of the house and, and then we'll do stuff, you know. And that's why I also like the idea of, especially if people are suspicious about a location, you know, if something's going on, I'm like, 
I don't necessarily advise checking out your own place, basically, because you kind of have to have a certain metal at that point, or it's kind of like buyer beware. You know, if if you want to like set up a recorder, you 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 might not like what you record. Um, yeah, a lot of folks will be like, don't investigate your own house. But if you ever have a question about like where you work or whatever, I mean, if you can like leave something, you know, whether it's uh, I mean kind of hard to leave a phone it's eventually going to run out of space but if you have a recorder or whatever if something can roll for at least a good 30 minutes and you know like okay literally if anybody comes in here you know especially if it's if it's a phone you know again short time that these doors will open so you'll know if somebody comes in here or you know think through the possibilities of what would be noises and then basically record it and then if you find out something, then it's interesting. It's it's a way to determine what's going on. And if you don't, then you'll be like, okay, maybe it's, you know, just the, the pipes or something like that. But quick, the other side of it is flash forward now to 2019, USS Constellation in Baltimore Harbor. Again, not what I would consider scary, but, you know, you're talking about a big wooden ship. It's got a lot of history. And being in the bowels of that ship, quite literally, basically at the lowest point, is where that was one of the definite moments to where I'm like, yeah, I don't necessarily like who's at that end in the darkness or who's at that end in the darkness because everything else was kind of lit and it was almost as if like, you know, someone, some things were basically like, yeah, we're we're not digging that you're kind of like down in our space. Again, some people want to immediately say, oh, it's evil. Oh, it's demonic. And it's like, okay, just because you get a weird feeling about something doesn't mean don't jump to that extreme. Yeah. All it has to be is someone being like, I don't know you, so therefore I don't like you. Now, does yeah. that make that a bad person? Does that make them a demon? No. It just means that there's someone who they're not quite as open to having a stranger, basically, mulling they're around a their sus. space. A exactly. sus. Mm -hmm. You're bringing, we're bringing back sus. That's nice. That's good. <laughs> no cap. You gotta make it full, full circle. <laughs> That's awesome. But but the fact that we had some investigators, we were, we were with uh, a Maryland Paranormal Research is, is the name of the team. Uh, we were with them and like a, a group member, actually Mike Chen, who's uh, also with us now, you know, he got this incredible migraine out of nowhere. Um, now, again, this this is where you kind of put all this into perspective. It's like if you, if you're not normally having, you know, he was not prone to have migraines and certainly not like that. And it was at a moment when things were feeling weird and then it happens. You know, is it? you know, paranormal, it's kind of weird. So you just kind of have to like put a pin in that and, and certainly document the experience. And then of course it goes away and things seem to be okay around him. Basically. Was it the energy? Was it just his body being weird? Don't know. Darren, on the other hand, felt wooden boards next to him move when no one else was moving. And he heard a creak as if someone basically had like stepped forward and he distinctly was like, there's nothing else that that could have been. You know, I don't doubt it, I, but see, I did experience it. He did. It certainly was enough to alarm him and freak him out a little bit because it's stuff that you don't expect. And you're like, I can't explain that any other way, that that's what that is. But then, that, again, I think that's where 
one's um, how much you've done something, you know, how much, how many investigations you've been on or whatever your, your experience can basically build. So you can at least process something as opposed to if all you're trying to do is do something for content. And every time the littlest thing happens, you scream and yell basically to where there's now you've just completely tainted all your evidence. And so how could you review of anything basically, because you're freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, I guess I'm always curious too, as to like how people investigate, like, how do you get used to not being scared? Cause I feel like sometimes well, there's some locations where that's gotta be hard not to, especially if you're picking up the vibe. Like if there's mm. like, if there's a, a sus vibe there, then, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I liken it to be, let's say the, the quintessential would be the abandoned location. You know, Mm -hmm. if we want to be cute, we'll say an abandoned asylum, basically. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do a 30 minute alone challenge at 3 a.m. All right. So then I say, okay, first off, you're only doing that for the views. You know, you're you're only you're only (laughs) trying to get some some likes, some subscriptions, some whatever, because look at me. I'm sticking my face in the proverbial fan here, basically. You know, there's nothing scientific uh, about that. Now, I tack onto it the idea that are these things, you know, I'm also enjoy urbexing to a bit. Again, talking about stories, abandoned. Is that like the geocaching? Is urban exploring. Like you go to abandoned places. I've done it. Oh, see. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Grandma Ethel over here is getting hip with the terms, okay? So I got to, there's still some things I I don't know yet. I used to do it in high school a lot. Keeping you on your toes, yeah. <laughs> so, but but see, I enjoy that for the idea of like, hey, this is like a really cool, it's a time capsule, you know? And again, same thing is like, it's good to document because unfortunately what sucks about these, so many of these locations is people find out where they are and they go in there and they basically be pricks and tear the things up and oh. tag everything. And it just becomes, you know, it's worthless where... Mm-hmm. As before, yeah, it may have been dusty or nature may have been reclaiming it, but now you've ruined it. This is why we can't have nice things. But if you want to go into a location, especially one that's well-known, especially one that could be used for uh, homeless, uh, drug abuse, fill in the blank of whatever might be going on there, kind of have to look at it again step back and look at something logically. If you have all of that basically going on and there's mental health and there's anger and there's a lot of negative stuff going on, basically, what is that going to attract? And so now that's already there. Now you could be going there to say, oh, well, there's a story about this, you know, this nurse or whatever. And it's like, well, maybe there is. But at the same time, especially if you are trying to go at night or at an unsafe type of time, there's no telling what you're going to find. And if you're not prepared, if you're not protected, you know, then you get into the other subject that uh, one of my team members experienced, which is an attachment. And attachments are no bueno. Have you ever, so that was actually going to be another question. Have you ever, have you personally ever brought home an attachment? And then would you mind telling us, uh, would it be okay with your teammate to share the attachment story? 
Oh, absolutely. Because okay. I mean, we 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 again documented all, all that. Um, what what this was, and we use this as a as a classic example because so this is in uh, Buford, North Carolina. There's a cemetery. It's it's called the Old Burying Ground. You're going back to like the 1700s. So you've got some amazing uh stories of you know of someone who's basically like they're buried standing up and they're i th think they were uh you know from a ship so they're buried standing up facing the water um there's a a grave of a, a little girl all the details i'm a little fuzzy on right now as to what her story was but basically people put trinkets and toys and things on that all the time to to remember her so there's all these little stories and you have a lot of folks that are coming there, but Mike, you know, in thinking back realized he didn't prepare himself. You know, he, he didn't pray up, you know, he went into that. We were live. Darren and I, you know, Darren was in Arizona. I was here in Mar Maryland. Mike was, you know, streaming from uh, North Carolina and we're going through and it's getting dark and no one else is in there. And so from our vantage point, basically, here he is, you know, you could, you know, from the camera angle, he's basically looking into like this line of shrubs. Was and he completely my, alone? Like just him there? Just him. Nobody else was in no. this thing. You know, nobody. You know, there were some people earlier, but then even before it got dark, there was like this owl who he kind of even felt in his head was like hooting as if to warn like, uh, you might want to go, bro. You know, just basically, he just even thought it was strange. But it's again one of those to where you're like, hmm, is it really? Should I basically think that as a warning? Nah, I'll just keep doing this. And we're getting all these responses on on the spirit box, and you know, he's definitely kind of thinking there's something going on. And then he's facing this these shrubs, basically. So, so a split second, that's all that we can kind of see is there's this shrub line, and then. He basically turns around and was like, oh, F no, basically. And he starts running full tilt. And of course, Darren and I are like, oh, what is about to happen? Are we going to see like, you know, Mike split his head open here, basically? Because I'm like, it's dark. He's sprinting through this cemetery, gets out into the street and turn around as if like he was being chased by something is the only thing we could think. And he was just like... Dude, I had to get out of there. I, you know, there was there was something that was coming. I had to get out of, and of course, like, okay, so just, you know, and we're basically trying to walk him through, like, calm down, you know, let's have a prayer, not no, nothing to attach, nothing like that. Well, the rest of the night, you know, he was basically hanging out with some friends and was around like, uh, you know, kind of a campfire, or whatever, and was just super angry. Basically, he just had all these t negative type emotions. And so as we talk about it, you know, we also um, worked with, um, she's a psychic artist, Angela Boley. And so what makes her skill interesting is she paints what she, her intuition perceives as around her. That's cool. So, so you know, I'd never, before meeting Angela, I'd never heard of anybody who did that. Me either. I, I, you know, to me, I feel like, again, it's got to be kind of a unique gift. And, you know, her painting style is pretty cool too. But gave him a picture of gave her a picture of Mike like from that night, so it was like a, a current picture. And I said, I said, what's what do you see? What's what's going on with him? And so 
she comes back with when she's done with it basically the only way to describe it is like this lady with this skeleton face and all this crazy hair and then this dude who kind of has like a uh, a wide brim hat and he's kind of deformed and he's over here and so basically it was like this you know you could call her ghoul <laughs> <Brandy. This>. um <laughs> But um, <laughs> uh, no problem. Hey, you know I'll be here. I'll wait. Try the veal. Um, and to to me, it was just this. It was almost clicheish, but to me, it was terrifying in a way, basically of of the drawing. And then this other little dude who looked deformed, and so basically there was like an explosion on a ship, and he got killed. And then he basically kind of like. Uh, attached to her as kind of like a sidekick and then she basically hung out there and waited for some sucker to be able to attach to oh. now and she helped with the process and prayer and holy water basically kind of had the you know gave him some instructions on how to get some real protection to push that away went through that but we had a follow-up live show of like, cause I, cause, cause you know, she was going to share it, but I, I told Mike, I was like, okay, I can't allow you to go on this live show and see this for the first time. So I'm going to let you see this now, which is breaking a rule. Cause normally, you know, if we ever did something like that, you know, we, we let the guests see it basically live to kind of have like a real reaction. This was the first time it was just truly scary though. And so I was like, I got to show this to you first so that you're at least prepared. And then we can go on, you know, with the show and the reveal and everything like that. And um, he had had a problem since, but that's still, of course, a, a joke is us just like, you know, hey, dude, you know, just be careful what chicks you pick up in cemeteries. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. Yeah, but but I think that that's where I I see these, you know, and of course I'm at an age I, I can say kids here basically, and it makes me kind of feel old and sad at a brief moment. But it's like I see these kids <laughs> doing these content uh, creation creators and doing these stories, and I'm like, stop being so foolish, basically, because I'm like, you go in there and you do stuff, especially in these abandoned locations, and then I know in some cases they're like, oh, I got an attachment, you know, and it's just like, I'm going to turn that into a thumbnail and I'm going to make views, and it's like, it's not a joke. I mean, I mean, let's just, or, or let's just be really blunt. At the end of the day, it's it's either complete hogwash and every bit of it's fake and there's nothing real about any of it, and then therefore, okay, I guess you can act stupid, or I think, you know, all of us may not understand everything, but there's certainly a spiritual world. There's certainly things that we don't understand. And so stop sticking your face in the fan because you're going to bring hurt and trouble onto you that you may not know how to get rid of and you mm -hmm. don't know what the consequences are going to be. Yeah. And not only that, but I think it, like, you really do, it's always the bad eggs that set the community back. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, Paranormal, like you mentioned earlier, there's a stigma. It has for a long time has been a very taboo thing. You know, if you had something going on, you didn't talk about it. You kind of just suffered through it and maybe contacted your church or, you know, mm -hmm. but it was something that was very hush hush yes. where like now, you know, there's a lot of science behind it. There's people, you know, like yourself that are trying to bring truth and, and, and science and evidence to the matter. And then when you have these 
silly people going out there and one dabbling creating mm-hmm. larger problems than already existed at the property with the people and even more sadly when i say the people there's families that genuinely need help and they go there for content and make the problem worse is something that i've seen mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. and it's yeah. like it just it's just not it's not worth it like i'm you know you may get your 15 minutes of fame but is it worth you know that family either losing their home losing mm-hmm. i mean th- a lot of things you know yeah. we can kind of go down that rabbit hole but I just think also, like I said, the community, you know, when you see people like yourself that work really hard to bring truth and transparency, and then you have these people that they get debunked or canceled and they're like, oh, see the supernatural world and the paranormal, it's all a bunch of hogwash and, you Mm -hmm. know, so it, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and there's the whole, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and what also doesn't help is there's a lot of drama, (laughs) that happens mm. in, in the field and yeah. it's like i don't wish to give that any more attention than that but i it, it's it's so simplistic to say that you know people are people basically and that's why i think a lot of times because we've been guilty uh, of this as well is kind of like when you think everybody's on the same playing field or everybody looks at the thing the same things the same way as you do or you know kind of fill in the blank and it's like no it's not that simple that's why it's a lot better to you know i i think a better thing to do is if you're going to collab with someone now if you don't have any standards or you know any any scruples basically or whatever then i guess it really doesn't matter but if you're like hey listen you know this is the way we conduct an investigation there's nothing wrong with saying like if you're going to collab with someone for the purpose of learning, which is what it should really be, is like because we don't know everything, someone else doesn't, but two groups get together, more than likely you're going to have like, oh, I never knew that this was a thing or wow, that's a really smart way to do that. You can apply that to anything in the world. Yeah. And if you have that conversation first, I think that saves a lot of heartache and stuff instead of going into everything and everybody's this and everybody's that. And then suddenly you're like hurt and shocked when they're not that and you get backstabbed or you get kicked off a team or this or that or whatever happens. And it's like, yeah, yes, this is, it's just, it's unnecessary. It it, it is basically. And, and everything doesn't have to be Bravo. I mean, everything doesn't have to be, uh, (laughs) a show on on bravo where everything is drama basically oh so you, so you mean I, I can't go to a, a haunted asylum and flip a table like teresa judice <laughs> oh come on you know you could but i i will not be the ghost i won't be held responsible for what happens to you after that so i'm gonna flip the table and then get hit with the table you mean none of that is real i thought all of that was 100 percent legit come on the ghoul friend hour wwe edition <laughs> yeah ghoul friends night out <laughs> i'm gonna have rachel and taylor with the the cards you guys are yes. gonna wear like little ghoul friend hour outfits you're gonna be like ding 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 <laughs> table match <laughs> yeah see she is unhinged basically i you're am unhinged <laughs> It's, it's a whole lot of tumbleweeds, there. dark castles, mm-hmm. and lightning up there. <laughs> that part of the evening, huh? Yeah, <laughs> is that part. So right. since we're transitioning into like what I've been calling, I guess, like ghoul talk. I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. come up with something, something yeah. a little more fabulous, but no cap. Um, it's on brand though. It's fine. Yeah. We, we try. We try and like mm-hmm. do 
school centered stuff, I guess. <laughs> you, sh you should basically. I mean, let's stick yeah. with that. Don't go yeah. change it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, now that you said that, now that you said that, school talk sounds pretty good. Sounds legit. Sold. <laughs> so we've been Damn. trying to work in like prompts, like some fun um, little like either Q&As or things like that at the end of the podcast. So today's little prompt for you. Yes, yes. A little dirty oh, little oh, raccoon. raccoon. Come on, Rachel. Come on, Rachel. I didn't see Everybody a little get... raccoon hands. <laughs> That's the thumbnail. There's your thumbnail. Yes. For the <laughs> little raccoon hands. So um, it's going to be Kill, Kiss, Mary, Cryptid <laughs> Edition. I knew Rachel what was going to lose fuck? it when I said it. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, I know. I see. And it makes you laugh. It's fun. It's a good, uh, it's a good little, well, the icebreaker really should come at the beginning. So we'll call this the... What, what should we call it, Rick? I'm gonna let you name this one. Let's see if you have ice breakers. Then is it the ice wow. remaker? This is this is ooh, this is the ice remaker. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, this, is, this, is, this is the this is the deep freeze. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're gonna call this. The end of the segment is the deep freeze. Okay. Yes. So welcome to the part of the episode called the deep freeze, <laughs> where we get stupid. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm just so glad that Rick can match our crazy energy. Oh, because nothing's more uncomfortable than like when somebody can't match your energy, and you're like, "I'm so sorry if I'm like creeping <laughs> you out." Like, I promise, we are normal people. No, we're not normal. No, we're not. No. you forget that there's people in the world that aren't like us. That's the sad part. See, yeah. see, y'all are normal to me, which is not an insult, basically, because <laughs> I feel like you're my people, basically. So I this love is good. that. I love that. Well, wait till you see how we truly end the podcast. I think we're going to have a fun one with that. But Kill, Kiss, Marry, Cryptid okay. Edition. Taylor, okay. pick a cryptid. I'll pick a cryptid. And Rachel picks a cryptid. Wait, and then list. we're going to hand Rick his fate. Oh, I'm going with my um, my favorite one right now. Oh, yes. Okay. It's the puck one. Should I just... <laughs> no, I think I'm going to... I'm going to go with my favorite. And then I'll have to show Rick... Who's sitting on my desk right now? Sweet. <laughs> okay. You got right. one, Taylor? Uh I mean, I Taylor feel like I've taken in. a liking. I feel like I've taken a liking to Jim recently, so I'm gonna have to say Bigfoot. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So Taylor, Bigfoot. I'm gonna go with a Pukwaji. Mm -hmm. Rachel, who are you? You know, it's just my background. I have to go with dog man. I do dog stuff all day long. I love it. Dog man. <laughs> all right. So you got to kill, kiss, marry, and it's Bigfoot, a Pukwudgie, or dog man. And that is quite a selection. That is quite a se selection. You know, I I think I I may have to marry a Pukwudgie, basically, because, you know, just saying that name every day and writing it on checks. Isn't it great? You know, you know but then... Wow. Well, be careful yeah. because you might marry them, but um, it may lower you to your death for your insurance money. That's true. <laughs> so there's there's always that possibility. But then I guess in this <laughs> case, we're you know I heard that Bigfoot is is a really good kisser. So you know I think that's where we're at there. Jim is basically. quite a good kisser. You know. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Dog Man. I'm just gonna have to yeah. end you. So you know. Yeah. Dang, we gotta give yeah. Dog Man more love. <laughs> What, this, well, listen. Think of it this way: If my puck would you kills you for the insurance money, mm -hmm. just just slide into a uh, dog man's DMs and be like, "Hey, hey, what's up? What's hey, going what's on?" Up? Yeah. <laughs> All right, bring him out now. 
<laughs> All right. So yes. Rachel, this is our new official mascot. This is Flick. Awesome. He is he is the Pukwaji because I Look recently found out that I am Algonquin Native American. And Sandball Trusses had taught me about the Pukwaji and I loved saying it. But then like when I started looking into it, I was like, they both like light up my heart and terrify me at the same time. Because I'm like, oh, you're just so cute and like lovable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you might push me off a cliff to my death. Hmm. Or convince me to just jump. So I'm not really so it's a little scary. That's a very complicated relationship. Yeah. Very. It's like very. a patch kid. He's so cute. Yeah, so pretty much. Sweet and gone. Mm-hmm. One day you wake up loving, cute relationship. Next day you wake up yeah. dead. Yeah. You wake See, up dead. Yeah, See, you know. They, did did I get my up. scary movie reference? That's that's nice. That's good. Good time. How you wake up it's, dead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you're 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 spooning basically, and everything's nice, and and you wake up dead. So yeah. Yeah. So, but so there you have it. That is our kill, kiss, marry, deep freeze segment with <laughs> was, with Rick. <laughs> so as we like to end every podcast, first, we want to thank you so much for joining us and matching our level of weird. And we absolutely adore you. Yes. We had so much fun. Wait, everybody put your hearts up so we can make a cute clip of this. Love. Okay, perfect. So we will um definitely have you on in the future. If you ever want to come back, Sure. And we'll hit you with another fun end segment and we'll make it even more unhinged. But we had so much fun talking creepy stuff with you. And at the end of every podcast, we have a slogan because we love weirdos just like us. And we say, go ahead, Rachel, I'm going to let you. Let's get weird. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's okay. our thing. Now, All right, so we're gonna together. do it. Mind I'll you, be... it never ends up together. It never so. ends up. No, so never one of us. Yeah, we, we'll probably be. See, I'll count us down here, basically. So <laughs> let's, let's get, get weird. weird. Yes, wow, that was look, the we best we one. It's it like slow mo, but we all said it. We all sound like there's See, like I, I stretched it out intentionally so that that yeah. way you know it filled the voids. So I like yeah. it though. So I feel like I'm about to laugh at us. I'm like, eh, this whole time, we probably should just count it down. No, even when we do count it down, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, See, no, we can't all be winners. We try. Hello. Yeah. See, no, but you're you're winners with me. So that's, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Free hugs. Well, thank you. Um, Taylor, we are having no, a team hugs. meeting Rick after this. Rick is a friend. Free hugs. See? Rick is okay to hug. It's, it's when you're waving to random truck drivers, it's a little scary. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, you just just be be selective. Yeah, basically. be choosy. A little like you do the yeah. what is that when you have your hand on the steering wheel? You just do the little. Yeah. Oh, there's the. You, you could yeah, have the, the one. Little... Yeah, this, or you can do the. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do the full hand. I go. Uh, so, oh, Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Taylor does the. What do they call that? Where you're just like the Forrest Gump. She yeah, does the yeah. forest gump, or she's just like, "Hey, how you doing, I don't know you, but come to my house for cheese sandwiches." <laughs> I'm just averting eye contact. <laughs> Rachel, hold on. Before we do go, you gotta tell, um, you gotta tell Rick our favorite uh, T-shirt that you have. Ooh. We we used it on our true crime Tuesday segment. Oh, better better to be a rude bitch than a dead bitch. Boom! <laughs> tell nice. me that's not perfect. Nice. So you just you just avoid eye contact, move move by slowly, and you saw nothing here. 
Yeah. But yeah, so thanks again for joining us. Um, Until next time, we will talk to you guys. Stay weird, stay spooky. And um, I'm going to say this on Taylor's behalf. Stay safe. Stranger danger. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Take candy.